Nosy Nancy's is a true crime podcast that deals with real life situations. If you are sensitive to any of the trigger words, this is not the podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Aliqua. And I'm Jasmine. And welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode four. Yeah, this is a special episode. It's um, the fourth one. Well, that. And also, this was originally going to be a listener story episode, but then some shit went down in Austin, Texas. And yeah. we do want to just specify, though, or not specify. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. We do want to make sure that people know that this case that we're going to talk about is not related to the other cases that we've been talking about this whole time. This yeah. is just, this is like a Dateline special, you know? It has been rolled out. They've, uh, the APD has said that they, they don't think this guy's involved. Mm-mm. No. Well, and he, I mean, he he does he's completely different like he doesn't leave anybody in the water he just bludgeons them i think yeah. i don't know yeah you'll hear all, all about it i'm interested yeah i'm interested in this because this, <laughs> this is a pretty it's gonna be pretty uh well interesting i think <laughs> i think so too <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to glorify it you know but yeah no, I'm excited. I think this is a, I mean, we're doing this different than we have any other episodes. So, yeah. Um, should we talk about our weeks or should we just, you know, say fuck each other and just, you know, get into it? I want to hear about your, I want to hear about your week. Okay. Um, nothing happened really. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because um, I'm broke. Uh, that happened, you know, rent. I did go out yeah. to, sh- I went out and saw a show last night, so I'm a little hungover. Did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I went with, uh, Trey and Roxy and you know them, old fans. Nice. Old, I almost said old fans. They're my old <laughs> fans. <laughs> they're old uh, fans. They're old fans. <laughs> um, old friends. They're old friends of mine. Uh. It was fine. I woke up this morning, though, and I was like, damn, uh, rolling out of bed, you know, like my hair is all crazy and my eyes got big dark. I had I never took my makeup <laughs> off. So, like, I had this, like, br- I was wearing bright red lipstick because I'm a hoe. And love it. I know. It's one of my with, best. With the lipsticks, you know. <laughs> well, it's one of my best personality traits, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I like woke up and it was like this red smear across my cheek, like a fucking war paint. That's happened to me. Yeah. I think That's it's happened. Happen. It's happened to every- Obviously I sleep on my, my right side. I've, I've realized now. Um, but because of that paint there, because of the lipstick, but I didn't realize I had, that- 
I didn't realize I had that on my face until I was like driving to get a cup of coffee. And first of all, all right, it's like driving Miss Lazy, okay? Because I was passing like all these health healthy people running at fucking ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I. It's know. hot outside, dude. What? Why? Why are they? Who is up at that hour exercising? I don't know. Uh, idiots. <laughs> idiots. Um, idiots. Well, they're like. Also, you know, I don't have any control of my body when I'm hungover, and uh, I I thought I was gonna hit this one guy. Uh, who was running with his shirt off and short pants or short shorts you know those like biker shorts oh yeah those like 70 shorts yeah and I'm like fixated on his body while I'm driving and I almost hit him but but like would have that been the worst thing you know that's how we could have met that's that's how our our love story could have happened could have began you could have exchanged numbers right there (laughs) (sighs) that's the great thing about meeting people by having a quote-unquote accident (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) you know if his leg was broken he would have to be with me for a while at least because yeah because he needs somebody to care for him yeah he couldn't leave so (laughs) (laughs) you know that could have you know could have been uh could have been the start of a beautiful thing, but instead I just drove on past him with my lipstick smeared across my face. <laughs> and then and then okay, and then I go through the drive-through at McDonald's because here's the thing. I'm not going through the line at Starbucks on a Saturday. That's way too crazy. Yeah. And these motherfuckers judging me. Yeah, I would probably judge me too. I don't doesn't matter. <laughs> I would have been like this girl crazy. <laughs> oh God! What about you? What if? What's your What's your life been like <laughs> this week? No, my life's my my life's been actually really great, really yeah. incredible. I did have an incident though. Um, midweek, I <gasps> had decided to pull. I had decided to pull an all nighter oh. to try to get stuff done. Yeah, and. Um, well, like, you know me, you have lived with me. Yes. And, you know, like, I don't hear or feel anything when I'm sleeping. No, and, and what's really crazy about this, too, is Jasmine, she, I don't know if she does this anymore, but she used to, because I, because before I moved in with her, we would, like, you know, spend the night and have girl nights, but she would sleep. She it l- wasn't sexual. No, it wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It could be if you guys join our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we, we don't even have a Patreon. But she would literally no. sleep on her back like a corpse with her hands crossed. Yeah. And her, and her knees up sometimes. Yeah. I like to move. <laughs> I like to move my legs. My <laughs> legs are up. <laughs> and I remember waking up and being like, looking over and being like, is she dead? How <laughs> How am I going to explain this, you know? But she's like yeah. dead, dead ass sleeping. She's a fucking yeah. dead ass sleeper. I can't, I can't hear anything. Mm-mm. So I, uh, my coworker and I 
have a lot of similarities as far as like our constant worrying and anxiety. Oh yeah. And we talked about it and we're, we're very much the same. Like if you, if I call you and you don't answer, then I'm calling you back like five times in a row and you better answer, send a text or something because otherwise I'm assuming that you have been in a terrible accident or kidnapped dead. Yeah. Um, I pulled the all nighter. I'm going to bed finally, like the next day at 12. Cause I was on the phone with you. Yeah. We were talking about our, what we we're going to do. Yeah. And, um, I normally, I mean, I'm a morning person, so I wake up super early by usually around like five by five. So I wake up because my dog's barking (laughs) (laughs) and I'm telling him like nobody's there. And then I hear a knock at the door and I sit up and I realize my house is flooded with light. (gasps) So already I know that I fucked up because it must be like daylight. I was thinking. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like helicopter lights, but got it. Oh, right. no. thank God, no. Yeah. But I go um, to go answer the door, and it's the the sheriff of the town that I live in <laughs> <laughs> um, saying that my coworker is very worried about me <laughs> and she sent him for a welfare check. Oh my God. <laughs> and I thought like, what the fuck? Cause I still haven't seen the time yet. So I'm thinking it like, I must've slept through the entire day. Right. But I go back and I, I tell the sheriff like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired. <laughs> and I go back and I look at my phone and it's only like, it's only like 9.45, 40 minutes late. She called the sheriff on oh me. Oh, my God. Okay, so how many missed calls did you have? Um, There were several. I had several texts and missed calls. <laughs> because, so, so Todd, the guy that you're in love with, messaged me, yeah. which was very <laughs> sweet. And he goes, hey, I haven't heard from Jasmine. And she usually is texting me at 3.30 in the morning when she wakes up. No, he didn't say that. Um, But But I do. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, hi, Aliqua. I don't know if you know me. And I'm like, are you joking? (laughs) I know who you are, Todd. (laughs) Like, that's all I've heard about for the past month. No. Um, And I was like, yeah, no, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, she's probably asleep. I was like, she sleeps like a rock. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. well, I'm very worried. It was very sweet because he was very worried. Um, Sweetheart. Yeah, but I did call you at least seven times, I think. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of missed shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was severely embarrassing. What happened to the Persian Persian prince? prince. Mm, I hung out with I hung out with him last week and then like, <laughs> okay, we went to this, we went to the grand, which is a pool place, mm-hmm. which is like this hip hipster pool place. Okay. And, right. And like, first of all, I'm terrible at pool. And I was like, <clears throat> this is, I don't want to do this. 
And then, but I did anyways, because I'm a people pleaser, kind of. We we go there and, I mean, I wouldn't go there if he wasn't so fucking hot. Because this dude's hot, right? He's a good looking guy. And yeah. he's funny. Well, we ended up not playing because he got, he got like impatient and then he was like do you want to go to mueller park and i was like at 10 30 and he's like at night <laughs> and he's like and you know i'm like i'm doing this like true crime podcast and people are like dying and i and i'm and he this guy is like you want to go to the park with me at 10 30 at 10 30 at night and i'm like yes i do <laughs> i do want to go <laughs> yeah let's go let's go <laughs> So, I don't know, we, we like, we went to the park, and we sat on the bench by this lake, which, another red flag, and, you know, yeah. it was fine, we, like, talked, and not, like, dead set on the the Prince of Persia, I'm not dead set on anybody. Just doing your own thing? Yeah, I'm gonna just focus on, uh, on doing my own, my own thing. <laughs> she's gonna do that they really have to be something special i think in order to to swoop me up i'm such a catch it's true (laughs) yeah i think you're a great you're a great lady and you'd make somebody a great little wife someday okay well you have to say that because we're on air and we're doing a podcast together yeah exactly (laughs) Um, all right. Well, hey, let's I want to I want to get into this because I'm sure people are sick of hearing about us. Yeah, I'm telling you all about this man, Raul Meza Jr. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you all about everything that I've been able to conjure up on this man, Raul. OK, um, because for the past 50 years, he has been committing crimes and just walking around. I mean, they they get him and they let him go. That's what it's, it's a very, very frustrating Ugh. to hear about. The first crime that he ever committed, I don't know anything about his background. Honestly, I don't give a shit. So um, in 1975, Raul committed his first crime. He was 15 years old. Um, after a day, a full day of taking LSD and watching the show Cops, he decided to go to a convenience store down the street armed with a deer rifle. He emptied the register and walked Durley Ramirez, who was the 20-year-old worker, to a walk-in freezer in the back room and shot him in the back, left him for dead. What the fuck? I've known... Look, we all know the people I hang around. They all do drugs. Criminals. Bunch of criminals. Yeah. And none of them have ever been violent when they've taken drugs you know that yeah this crazy. kid's 15 15 years old and he's been watching cops all day so he knows what's gonna happen you know yeah though i mean that i think that's like <laughs> i think that shows that there's like a root issue with it with like already in his in his brain like there's something yeah yeah there's something fucked up, fucked up going on yeah luckily and i don't know how but uh, Durley was able to recover from his injuries. They, he was left with permanent injuries, but he didn't die. Uh, and he was able to testify in court against Raul. So 
uh, he at least survived the attack. Um, For that, this is where it starts getting to pissing me off. Okay. Well, as if that doesn't piss you off. (laughs) As as if nothing pisses me off. Uh, Raul was sentenced to 20 years in prison for the crime because he was found guilty, but he only served five years. What the fuck? This is what I'm talking... People go to prison for weed and stay in prison for 20 fucking years for pot. And this, this motherfucker... Walks into a goddamn gas station and shoots somebody in the in their back, and gets it gets gets out in five years. Are yeah, you joking. Five years of a twenty year of a twenty year sentence. So that, that really clicks my trigger. I just tell you that I know it really pets my peeves because he. This is a common theme for this man. He's in and out of prison constantly. Um. <clears throat> So while he was still on probation for the robbery, uh, he decided to kidnap, rape, and torture and strangle a little girl named Kendra Page. She was eight years old and in the third grade. That is so fucked up. He was so fucked up. He was 21 years old. Um, He nabbed her up while she was riding her bike near her home. Uh, I don't know if she was going home from school or something, but it was in Southeast Austin. I think she was uh, riding to to meet a friend is what I... To meet a friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, um... He abducted her, and uh, whenever he ended up killing her, he left her body in a dumpster behind Langford Elementary School. So he just dropped her in the dumpster back behind the school. (sighs) He ended up surrendering himself to the police three days later. So I don't know if just his conscience got the better of him and he decided to turn himself in or if he just wanted to get there before the heat came down. What year was that? Uh, that happened in 1982. So they probably didn't have like the, they, they definitely didn't have like the, the Intellis like where they can check DNA. So DNA wasn't goddamn though. Like this is so frustrating because it's just like, It's like with Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer kept getting arrested and they kept yeah. letting him out. Yeah. And Ted, Bu- Ted Bundy. Yeah. And this Ted is- Bundy escaped from t- prison like t- two or three times. Well, but he escaped. Like, th- like he they, escaped. they let Jeffrey Dahmer out. Yeah, they, that's true. They let him out. And like, that's what they did with this guy, with Raul. They just like... They let him out for what good behavior after five five years into a twenty year sentence, and then and then yeah. he goes and kills an an eight year old girl. Yeah. So for this crime, the crime that he committed against Kendra Page, he was sentenced to thirty years. I did read one uh, news article that said that the he was 
originally sentenced to 46 years, but 30 seems to be the solid. Um, but regardless, he only ended up serving 11 years before being released for good behavior. And that's despite receiving demerits for various infractions that resulted even in four years being added onto his sentence. What the actual fuck, Austin <clears throat> Police Department? So he was let go despite the non good behavior. Because they found a knife in his cell and then, like, a few other things happened. They found a motherfucking knife in this guy's cell. A knife cell. in his cell. And they were like, well, well, maybe we'll just let him out again. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Okay, so, I don't... Un- wait. I don't understand. Like, Texas is so, like, all about an eye for an eye because they right. love the death penalty. That's true. So why are they not... If you're not going to give the death penalty to a guy who confessed to raping and murdering an eight-year-old girl, who the fuck are you going to give it to? Is what I want to know. Well, it's not even like... Not only are they not going to give the death penalty for that, but you can get out for good behavior for something like that. That is insane. And And I'm actually not even for the death penalty, to be honest, because... Obviously, our judicial system is is like drunk, but but like that guy, if anybody should be put to death, it's that motherfucking guy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he walked out. Um, the state freed him under mandatory supervision. Ugh. And that's it. Mandatory now- supervision. At the time of his release, which he was released in June of 1993, there was a dude who worked for the Austin American Statesman, uh, Jerry White. He was the city editor. Mm. And he kind of, I guess, wanted to keep an eye on Raul because he had watched hundreds of criminals like disappear from public view after sentencing. And he'd done some research and realized that most criminals who are released end up robbing or raping or killing again. Um, Well, thank God for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And in Texas, uh, in Texas alone, about one third of convicted rapists are arrested for new crimes within two years of release. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. No. Cause cause nobody's fucking doing anything. Mm -mm. Well, and, and, and rape is like, you know, there's a lot of, especially in the 80s, there were so many, there was so yeah. much victim blaming going on. They're so like, yeah, you know, that they don't, it's like, oh, men will be men, you know, or whatever. And it's like, that's, boys will be boys. No, fuck that. Like, that is crazy to me. I just. It's awful. They, it is awful. And I, I would like to think that we have like evolved as a, as a society, but we're still, no, we haven't. No, because the people that were around in, in 1982 or 19 or 1993 are still alive. And that yeah. mentality is still alive. Right. Exactly. Um, so the good, the only good news really, aside from him being caught is that this dude, Jerry White, Um, wrote an article just basically letting people know that Raul killed 
an eight-year-old girl and he was being released and there pretty much was nothing that anybody could do to, to stop him from being released. Um, that article was published eight days before Roel's release and it actually resulted in film crews coming to greet him as he walked out of prison. To greet uh, him or to just yeah. like, to, well, to film, to, right, to you know, film. film. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the crews followed him around for months after his release, which resulted in correction officers having to move him from town to town because the residents and like city officials kept protesting him being there. Yeah. So I'd be protesting them being him being there too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like they they were trying to let everybody know it's one of those like if you know your neighbors, then you know how to protect yourself, right? Yeah. So that's what they were trying to get out of it anyway, was just No, I mean I'm glad that they were following him with the camera because yeah. I mean that that you know, not only does that document evidence it, it, for future cases, but it also, I mean, it, it, when people are in the public eye, you know, they, they tend to like not fuck up as much. So, well, yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, in this case, I don't know. Maybe not for Lindsay Lohan, but for this kind of shit, you know, Lindsay's doing good though. She Lindsay's is. Doing good. We're proud of her. <laughs> We're so proud of you, Lindsay. She's doing a lot better, but I'm talking like circa 2003. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That was a rough time. That was a rough time. It was a rough time. But for everybody, everybody, everybody comes back. So yeah, yeah, she's doing good. Good for you, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be canceled by Lindsay Lohan immediately. Um, due to the amount of press that Raul was getting. 276 halfway houses that were asked to accept him. Uh. Only like only a few even would entertain it. Two two hundred and seventy one of those halfway houses refused to even have him there Ugh. due to the press. Well, um, I you know I don't really have anything to say on that because like one on one hand like I'm usually like well they have to go somewhere but no because he shouldn't have been released in the first place. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean you're right. Um, eventually, I guess he kind of did run out of places to go because in August of 1993, the parole division relocated him to his grandparents' farm that's like west of San Antonio, Uvalde, (sighs) I guess. Great. So he can go kill and torture their farm animals. I bet that's what he did. Well, um... Later, during his recent confession to the police, he admitted to killing two people during his stay in San Antonio. Oh, my God, dude. Um, and the San Antonio police say that they're still that they're still currently investigating whether or not that's true. Dude, San Antonio is just as bad as Austin, if not worse. So yeah. who, who knows? I mean, the good thing is, is that is that this has come has all come to light and the, and the media as, as, as fucked up as the media can be, like it is so important at, at this time that the media is around because it, they really do light the fire under, under local government. So yeah, it's true. They put the pressure on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he didn't even make it a month in, in San Antonio, by the way. So on August 31st, sheriffs had responded to a call from Raul's grandparents' house and ended up charging him with terroristic threatening and disorderly conduct for bullying his elderly grandparents. Ah, uh, look here. Okay. And what did they, what, I, just real quick. What did they, what did they do? Did they put him back in jail for that? Uh, a judge dismissed the charges, even Are though you- it made into the into the papers are you joke okay here's the thing is you're on fucking parole you can't be you can't drink you can't smoke yeah. you can't right. have a firearm but you can you're you right. can make terroristic fucking threats and like abuse your that is crazy Old people to me. Yeah. yeah that is nuts what the yeah. fuck something has got to change this is just infuriating i mean i'm it's not really- i I can't do anything because I'm not smart enough to like be political, <laughs> to but make, like to make the changes, to make the changes. But I'm gonna sit here and bitch about it. I mean, the, yeah, it's ridiculous on this podcast. Yeah. Um, since it was in the papers, it resulted in over a thousand signatures on a petition asking for the state to move Raul once again. So the parole boards moved him back to Austin into his mama's house where he found a job. Um, How old is he at this time? Is he still in his 20s? Yeah, because it's in 1993, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is still 1993. 1993. Jesus Christ. So yeah, he, okay, so this is like a month after he got out. Two months. This is two months after he got out. All right. <laughs> Two months. Um, so a full year goes by now, and he's living with his mom. And I am assuming still working because that's a condition of his parole. Oh, heaven um, forbid he, he doesn't break that rule. I know. He gets arrested again for violating the, the curfew provision and was sent back to prison. Okay, good. Um, so from there, it kind of dies down until, uh, what happened most recently near the end of May, which was, uh, what? Wait, so he's been in prison this whole time? Well, he's been in and out. No, but I'm saying, but you said it dies down until May of this year. Yeah. So has been been in and out. So he just but keeps going back and forth? Going back and forth. Okay. His most recent arrest was for the murder of Jesse Frega, which is actually a retired parole officer that had befriended him like during his time from 1993 on. He was trying to kind of help rehabilitate him. There, there's th- like the real monsters. Honestly, the real monsters are our people. Like our this people. Is- that yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Lee <laughs> well, I'm no. too lazy. I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy to yes, do nothing. I am yeah. too. I yeah. <laughs> God, we're gonna be on a fucking list somewhere. Now. I know. 
<laughs> well, don't worry, because APD won't do shit anyway. So, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, you like that? That was a burn. <laughs> if you so- suddenly start getting pulled over. Every <laughs> I know. I <laughs> Thank God. Thank God we're not that, like, people don't know that much about our TikTok. I mean, our podcast. <laughs> our TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um. So Jesse was 80 years old at the time of his death and they were roommates. Damn. So he let I, him, he let him like live with him. Yeah. They were staying together. How long were they living together? Uh, it, it, it seems to have been a, a few years. I mean, a couple of years at least. Jeez. Um, the reason that the police got called was, Frega's niece actually had asked the police to do a welfare check because she hadn't heard from her uncle in like over a week. And he's elderly, right? He's elderly. He's 80 years old. So when the police went to Frega's home on Campfire Trail, I'm not okay. This is a little bit fuzzy to me because I read both that he was found hanging inside of a closet by a belt. Oh. Or he, there was also reports that stated that he was inside of a bathroom. But either way, there were like knives and blood all around the, the house. He was for sure stabbed. Okay. Uh, the The medical examiner said that he died from a, a puncture wound to the neck and a severed cervical spine. Oh, God. So he had been stabbed, stabbed to death. This guy, this Raul is just a fucking, like, he's just a sociopath. I don't even know. Like, it's 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 people like that who know that they're just pieces of shit and like who know that they're never gonna like yeah because if he's if he's threatening his elderly parents or grandparents like they're obviously can't protect themselves as much my dad's 76 and like he cannot he's so frail like he can't you know my dog hits him and he's like oh like he almost falls over you know what i mean (laughs) like there's no way they could have protected themselves from their 21 year old psychopathic fucking grandson. And yeah. And same with, that's why people go after children too, because, and yeah. animals, because they can't defend themselves. And that's exactly. fucked, that, I mean, like it's fucked up to be a murderer anyways, but like, it's really fucked up. You're really a piece of shit. If you go after people like beings that can't protect themselves. Um, so whenever they they went to go do the welfare check, there was a lady on the scene who said that she knew uh, Raul to be Jesse's caregiver. So I don't know if that actually was the case, but that was the story that he or they were telling people. When he was arrested, Raul said that him and Jesse were having a sexual relationship. What? That resulted in him getting mad and killing him. What the fuck? Yeah. Hold up. 
I'm sorry. What? I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. We're having a sexual relationship. That's what what he told the police. At 80 years old? I don't think so. At 80 years old? uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening at 80. I don't know. I mean, shit, I'm 38 and I sometimes don't even want to have sex. I don't, I want to, I don't, I like, I want to know more about that, but like, I don't want to know more about that. You know what I mean? I do. I do too. Uh, but they didn't have a whole, like, I saw two articles that mentioned it and that was it. Because they I didn't know, have a whole lot of these. I want, I mean, he's a rapist, so I want to know if he, like. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, if it was, like, a sexual abuse situation and dudes just fucking crazy. Yeah. Or if, that it's sensual. Right. Or if he you know thought maybe if he was like oh we're we're having a sexual relationship then it's out of passion or whatever but you know yeah i i hate to say it but but stabbings usually is a passionate, passionate it's true crime. no that's very true Ugh. disgusting uh, um, he's he's just gross yeah he's fucking disgusting yeah um there was before he he got locked up. There was a, f- a five day manhunt looking for for the person who killed Jesse Frega, mm-hmm. and he, Raul actually called the police himself. So he turned himself in after Kendra three right. days later. Right. So once again, I guess just the guilt was too overwhelming for him. He, and he called the police, got transferred to the homicide division of APD. And he said, my name is Raul Meza and you're looking for me. And then he confessed to two crimes while on the phone. He did. Uh, Yeah. He confessed to being the one to kill Jesse. Right. And then he also admitted to killing a female in 2019. He didn't say the female's name, but he did say that the murder took place on Sarah Drive. And he was able to provide information that was never released to the public about that case. He never mentioned who that lady was. Hmm. But in 2012... Raul was living next door to a woman named Gloria Lofton. Okay. Uh, who ended up being murdered. This is this is another one that's gonna get you heated. Uh, it already is. If he's yeah. living, if they have a convicted killer living next door to a woman who was fucking murdered, what do you, uh, look, I know, I know that I just make jewelry. Okay? I know that. I know that I failed math in high school. (laughs) I know that I'm not the brightest bulb in in the fucking box, but my God, what the fuck? (laughs) Did it? It just gets, this gets, this gets stupider and stupider. I'm already having a hard with this one. The The further you go, it gets stupider and stupider. So okay. Gloria 
um, was 66 years old at the time of her death. Okay. Um, he, Raul didn't mention her by name again, but he did mention the street name, Sarah Drive. Driverline. Dude, I need a Xanax for this shit because <laughs> I'm about to take another beta blocker. <laughs> <sighs> Gloria, she was known as like a severely sweet lady. And she was also known to let people stay with her if they needed help, which is how Raul got, got to get close to her, I think. <sighs> When they found Gloria, she was found in a bedroom naked from the waist down with her shirt pulled over her head. This was... Are you... Are you... Okay. First of all, he's convicted rapist. And he's a convicted murderer. And nobody thought to just check and see uh, who lived next door. That's like what they... That's like police work 101 that's like the, that's like i'm pretty sure you learned that the first day of fucking de- being a detective well this was ruled as an undetermined case baby are you kidding are yeah okay well no that well, i don't know why that surprises me because this is awesome police department we're talking about so yeah it's ruled so, undetermined okay undetermined and right. uh I also saw one place state, which I don't know how, so I don't know that this is true, that uh, they said natural causes. Yeah, because, I mean, most people die with their head, o- their fucking shirt over their head and their pants yeah. off. I mean, that's, yeah. That's you know. completely reasonable. Jesus uh, Christ. Given the state that she was found in, they did conduct a sexual assault forensic exam during her autopsy. And they pulled DNA that matched Raul's. Are they made a match in 2020, but they never tried to look for Raul at all. Yeah, I remember this. I remember reading that part because and that was infuriating. And is that because of COVID? Like, why was he not? Why was he not investigate? Like, I know that. Okay, I know 2020. I know that people were were like doing their thing they're freaking out for a lot of reasons and and rightfully so because shit needed to be get get done but here's the thing and then like the cops have been like the cops in austin have been so butthurt that we defunded them in 2020 like we defund the we defund the the public school system every fucking year exactly and we defunded the the awesome police department one time and everybody loses their minds and they just stop doing their job are you joking i'm not i'm not trying to be political but fuck dude and then we, and then we like refunded them immediately in 2021 with like a 6 million dollar like i think I, I don't know if it was 6 million dollars but it was it was in the millions we gave them back yeah yeah I think I could be wrong about that, but I know it was a lot of money that we refunded them. And I don't, this is crazy to me. And also like, if you have enough money to, to, to like run his, it takes money to run DNA through, through diagnostics and to find who the person was 
that committed right. the crime. So they're obviously there's there's money in the budget to find out who he was. They just, yeah, they exactly. Just, they just decided not to do it because they wanted. I mean, what's the point of that? Were they trying to public? What like were they trying to like punish the the Austin this the fucking community of Austin? Like I don't I don't understand that. Well, they and they even knew that Raul and Miss Gloria had beef before because they were called out in 2013 to oh the address on, on Sarah Drive. And Raul was documented in that report as being somebody who was causing a scene. So they they knew that he did it. They knew that he was a convicted murderer. They knew, that, do it. they knew that he was a convicted rapist. They got his DNA from her body. Yeah. Oh, And never and they, looked for him. And never looked for him. And they said, oh, undetermined. Undetermined death. I cannot, but that is so insane. This is just like... I mean, I know it's nothing like what's happening at Lady Bird Lake, uh, except for the fact that the Austin Police Department just isn't doing shit. Yeah, it sh- I mean, it goes to show how bullshit the fucking police department and the, the judicial system is. So infuriating. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I guess. Hang on. <laughs> let, me, let me go look and see if I have any alcohol in my fucking freezer. <laughs> No, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Roll is thought to be involved in at least eight to ten other cases that oh, my have, God. have gone cold or I'm sure been been marked as undetermined, despite what I'm sure is plenty of evidence that it was him. I... I, this is, this is, okay, the, I, you know, I talk a lot, you know, I, I, I talk a lot, and people often are like, shut the fuck up, because you talk so much, and this, this has me fucking speechless, bro, I don't know what to (laughs) say to that, (laughs) except, uh, I want to move out of the fucking Austin, I want to move out of the state. To be honest, I mean, you guys aren't safe there. Clearly, no, clearly, in a lot of different ways. Clearly, um, the U.S. Marshals came came to pick up Roll. Uh, when they found him, he was riding his little bicycle down the street with a backpack containing zip ties, duct tape, <sighs> and rounds of a- ammo. For a 22 caliber gun. And he said he was ready and prepared to p- kill again before the police picked him up. Oh my god. I don't. That doesn't even. I'm so, I'm so numb by all this. Like that doesn't even. I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I'm, I, what surprises me is that the fucking Texas. The marshals fucking picked him up. That's what surprises me. Yeah, that they even found him. But he's so overcome with guilt all the time. Yeah. Allegedly, you know, that he just calls and turns himself in. So I'm sure I'm sure they would have never found him or claimed to, you know, have never been able to find him. Oh, yeah. They would have never. They would have never even looked for him if he didn't turn himself in. No, they don't want him. They want him. They want to give him back to us. And we don't fucking want him either. 
Dude, this, I mean, I know I keep, I keep bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer, but like the same shit with Jeffrey Dahmer. If, if that guy, like there was, there was cops that went into his apartment, Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment was like, it smells in here. Yeah, no shit. Cause there's three dead bodies in his fucking apartment. Yeah. And, and you would think that they would know what a dead body smells like being a fucking police officer, but the Milwaukee police were like, well, you know, if, uh, I don't know. And Whatever. Just, yeah. And they just walked on and they were so homophobic it's because they were homophobic they were so homophobic that they didn't want to go into his room because they found like dirty pictures when yeah so this whole time like people were like oh jeffrey Dahmer, he evaded the police because he's so smart no the dude was not smart he was lucky he was lucky because he was a white guy and, he, yeah. and the police in Milwaukee in a black lit neighborhood yeah were dumb as fucking bricks they were just dumb as bricks like this is exactly what's happening in Austin it's crazy to me um he is currently being held on four charges including one only one capital murder charge a felony <laughs> for an unauthorized use of a vehicle and two undisclosed first-degree felonies. His bond is a million dollars. He should not have a, a bond. No, he shouldn't have a bond. He shouldn't have a bond. He shouldn't be able to be back on the streets. He should be. He should be fried. He should have been fried in in 1982. Like this. This. This should have never happened. And I don't see how people can look at this case and be like, "Oh, well, the police are doing the best they can." No, the fuck they aren't, Janice. No. Like the root of the issue is isn't even the police department. The root of the issue is the judicial system. Yeah, and the, it's a and fucking joke. It is. Joke. It is. It is. It's a joke. All of it's a joke. So, so he's wa- awaiting trial or what? Yeah, um, he's awaiting trial. I don't even think that they have a set date. No, he'll be in. He'll be in jail for a while before. Yeah. They even get his, he probably won't go. I don't even think he, he may not even have a trial because he confessed. So that's true. So, but I mean, I don't know. And I guess it depends on what they find out on the other eight to 10 cases that they probably have proof that he was involved in. This is, I can, I just, I know I keep going back to this, but people go to prison and spend their entire lives in prison over a drug charge and this motherfucker yeah. who who just brutalized a, a child a child a, an innocent baby got fucking out in five years are you kidding me he ha- has constantly and consistently proven that he does not give a fuck about human life they keep having him he keeps getting off for good fucking behavior uh no even though he's getting demerits and shit no our judicial system has consistently shown us that they don't give a fuck about human life yeah because they keep letting his ass out you're right i cannot believe that i well i mean i know this was a special episode and but like Maybe we can we can touch back on his case like throughout the seasons because this is gonna we're obviously it's gonna it's gonna be a developing story. Yeah, it's a, definitely in development. There's 
obviously there's probably plenty more that's going to surface later on. Yeah. And I wanted to like kind of be more about the victims and less about him because he's a piece of shit. But, um, but there, I mean, there's not much on the victims really right now. So yeah. Um, we just kind of decided to do a special on, on, on just, yeah. The the whole thing. thing. And I didn't like, I didn't look it up because I, I knew that you were going to be reading it. And honestly, like I'm shooketh. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am shooketh. I know that like no city is perfect. And I know that no judicial system is perfect. I know no ever, no government's perfect. I know nobody is perfect. But, like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. It's sad. It's very sad. Not a whole lot sad. of jokes. I feel, I feel bad for, for the victims' families. I feel bad for the victims. I don't feel bad for Raul. He can, he can go fucking sit on a cactus for all yeah. I give a shit. He can lick all up and down this shaft. Yep. Um, I hope he fucking rots. So, anyways. Um... I think I think it's time to do the missing persons. Um, yeah. This week's missing persons is named Matthew Wesley Palafox. Uh, he's 29 years old. He's five foot nine. He's approximately 145 pounds. Um, he's brown hair, hazel eyes. He's uh, white. He's half white and half Latino. His last. Um, Last time anyone heard from him was December 31st, 2021. And he has been known to have been hanging around on 6th Street. Um, Damn. Yeah. The last address for him was in, in Pflugerville. So I don't have any phone numbers for him. There isn't a case number. But um, we did post this picture on our Instagram. And we did post it on our Facebook group. And um, I think you can call the APD if if you do, if you do if he does look familiar to you. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Nosy Nancy's. And if you want to join our Facebook group, you can do that. It's Nosy Nancy's podcast. Send the request. I won't uh, think that you're somebody else and block you. Oh my god. I, that poor girl. I'm, uh, look, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it was my fault. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll spank her for you. Um, yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter if you want, but we're not doing nothing on there. Only Samantha's on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our all that needs to be on there. Our sex bot. Ooh, our sex bot Samantha. She's keeping it sexy. Ooh, okay, I don't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are we are going to do at one point in our lifetime. We are going to do listener stories. I already have one. We have one. Oh, do you? Yeah, we have. Well, I have two technically, but I have one sent. Is the Pokemon Go? No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. I was gonna tell uh, Renee gave me one, and then Courtney sent me. But Courtney sent it to our email, so (gasps) we'll just have a little round. I know she's so precious. Yeah. 
Um, but you can email us your listener stories at nosynancies at gmail.com. And I want to thank everybody who shared it. I want to thank everybody who's listened to it. This is really important to us because obviously shit is just whack in Austin. And yeah, people need to know up. about it. Yeah, it's fucked up. So It's fucked up. We have a TikTok now, too. Oh, yeah, we do. We have It's Nosy Nancy's Podcast. Um, so go on over there and do stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> go over there and, you know, look at stuff. Look um, at our stuff. Look at our stuff. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Be little, little peep show. When are we uh, going to have your uncle on who has a lot of complaints about You know about- what? I don't know because I do think I I do think he probably listened to the first episode and was what the fuck is this? I probably never listened again. <laughs> Doesn't want to listen again. Yeah, he's probably like, I didn't raise her to be like that. Well, you didn't raise me at all, Uncle Ben. So how yeah. about that? <laughs> um, anyways, we love you guys. Thanks for so much for listening. We're gonna be going back to our regular uh, format. What? Yeah, our regular format next week what <laughs> what what i'm my brain is just so fucking blown by all by this episode is all i'm I just know. like this is so crazy to me like i don't i just i don't know man well we hope you stay tuned for next week yeah, yeah. white and martin gutierrez yeah. yeah okay that's gonna be a it's gonna be a gut-wrenching one i think yeah I think so too. Lots to cover about that. Lots to cover in next week's episode. All right. Stay tuned. Ciao. Say la vie, my friend.